This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And we thank you for tuning in. Uh, to listen in on our ongoing series of the book of Revelation. Uh, today is December, Tuesday, December the 8th. Wow, time is flying by this year. Isn't it, Pastor? Uh, way too fast. Yeah, it really is. So much going on in the world, and uh, a lot of what we're going to be covering in, in uh, our study in the book of Revelation uh, directly corresponds to a lot of the things that are happening in the world today. So we are glad and thankful that, uh, that you are here with us today uh, while, while we do this study. We pray that you'll be greatly blessed. Uh, the book itself promises you a blessing uh, if you study it. And uh, we hope that you've been blessed so far, and we know that you'll continue to be blessed if you continue to tune in and listen. Uh, I would like pastor to, to give a shout out to somebody that I know has been listening on a regular basis and I want to give uh, that person encouragement to uh, to keep on listening um, my friend Liz in Green Bay Wisconsin Liz uh, thanks for tuning in and hope you're getting something from this uh, we, we always get something out of doing it uh, so continue to, to listen in and and uh, let, let I just wanted to give you a word of encouragement. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Pastor, with that being said, I think we're, we're scheduled to do a, a, a kind of an overview of Chapter 4 and then jump into Chapter 5, correct? Uh, yes, sir. That's what we're going to do. All right. Uh, and I love Chapter 5. It's the seven, the seven sealed book uh, is covered yeah. in Chapter 5. Oh, another seven. So with, with that being said... Uh, get us started on uh, on chapter uh, overview for chapter four, and uh, let's jump into chapter five whenever you're ready. Okay, well I am ready, and here's just going to be a quick review, and I hope it's quick. Uh, I won't belabor any of these points, uh, just to let you know where we are in the study of the book of the Revelation. There are several events uh, in the book of the Revelation that have not, prophetic events that have not yet been fulfilled, and they will be. Uh, we know that because um, in chapter 4, uh, John uh, was taken up into heaven, and uh, he was shown things which must be hereafter. Right. They must be hereafter. And so uh, from chapter 4, uh, at the end of chapter 4 and into chapter 5, we begin with events that are yet future. Now, quickly, um, here are the events that have not yet been fulfilled. 
and the first of those is the rapture of the church. That's the next thing, next event in God's prophetic time uh, schedule. And that we don't know when that's going to occur. But we know from our studies in uh, Ezekiel and Revelation and Isaiah uh, that after the rapture of the church, uh, there's a period of time when the Jews will return to uh, return to Israel. Right. They only have one sixth of the nation of the uh, uh, geography that was given to Abraham, and as we speak, there are more Gentiles living in Jerusalem than there are Jews. Right. So, uh, so uh, there there are a lot of things to deal with. So, right after the rapture is the judgment seat of Christ, where believers who have been raptured, who have been taken up will receive crowns, and we talked about those crowns, and they will receive those rewards, and then those crowns will be cast at the feet of Jesus. Uh, we've already seen that in Revelation chapter 4. Um, and, so, uh, and so then um, what's going to happen is if we read Ezekiel chapters 35 through 39, we see that the Jews will return to the land, and the Abrahamic covenant will be uh, uh, renewed. And one, one of the things that we didn't hit on uh, in chapter 4 uh, was some, some things that, that I glossed over because of time constraints, but now we got another hour. So we can talk about it. Now, mm -hmm. chapter 4, the first couple of verses talk about the, the rapture of the church, John being a believer and being taken up into heaven and seeing things that are happening in, in heaven. Uh, in, in verse 2, he says, I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one that sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like jasper and a sardine stone, and there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight, like unto an emerald. And we didn't talk about that much. Uh, so let's deal with the rainbow first, if we can, Curtis. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in, in Genesis chapter 10, the, the world had been destroyed except for eight people. Right. Noah, Noah his and his sons, family. and their wives. Yep. That's right. And uh, they were kept safe in the ark. And uh, the, after 40 days, the, the waters began to subside, and uh, the, the waters covered the whole earth. Right. And, um, and then God gives Noah some instructions, and then in chapter 10 of Genesis, he gives him a covenant. He makes a covenant with Noah. Mm -hmm. and, and that covenant was this. It was a promise that God would never again destroy the, the earth with water right. and he says and he says and here's the sign of that covenant and it was a rainbow right and you can read about that in genesis chapter 10 now we we didn't say much about the rainbow the rainbow if, i think we've all seen uh, a rainbow from time to time you've never seen the full rainbow it's a circle uh, but uh, you probably couldn't see the whole circle unless you were standing on uh, one of the high mountains of the world when the rainbow occurred. But the rainbow occurs usually right after a rain, and it's a sign that I'm not going to destroy the world yet <laughs> by water. Right. Seven colors in the rainbow. Yep. Let me pause for just a minute here, Curtis, if I can. Yes, sir. Uh, 
there's a lot of numerology that we need to study first. We need to know about the meaning of numbers in the book of the Revelation because there are several numbers that occur time and time again. Yes. And so I'm just going to tell you a few. Uh, the number three always refers to the Trinity, the triune God. The number four always refers to the earth and the things mm -hmm. on the earth. Right. That's the number four. I mean, we have four seasons. We have four directions. Yeah. Four is the number of the earth. That's right. And so when we look at the rainbow, seven colors, mm -hmm. by the way, the number seven is always the number of completed things. That's right. The number five is always the number regarding grace. So we see a list of five things in the Bible. Oh, start thinking grace. That's right. Number six is the number of man. And, of course, the mark of the beast will be three sixes. Mm -hmm. And so, and, so and, and the number eight always refers to the new beginnings. Well, let's look at that number four and the rainbow. Did you know that the middle color, they say, in the rainbow is green or emerald? Right. The middle color. Yeah. If you count up from the bottom of the rainbow, it's the fourth color. That's right. If you count down from the top of the rainbow, it's the fourth color. Mm -hmm. And it talks about uh, the ministry of Jesus Christ on the earth that will never be destroyed again by water. Yeah. By the way, um, uh, in the Old Testament, the Levitical priest wore an ephod. It was kind of a vest-like affair. And there were 12 precious stones that represented the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm -hmm. Now, the fourth stone, it was the first stone in the second row. There are four rows of, of three. And it's the fourth gem in the ephod, and guess what it is? It's an emerald. I was going to say, is it an emerald? Yeah. It's the emerald. Yeah. And, and uh, by the way, when we get to the end of the Revelation, we're going to talk about the new Jerusalem, which comes down from heaven. It's already built, by the way. And it has 12 foundations. That's right. And each foundation uh, is for each of the patriarchs of the 12 tribes of Israel. And the fourth foundation, can you want to guess what color it is? I'll bet you it's an emerald. Absolutely an emerald. Yeah. So we'll deal with these things more when we get to them, but I want you to understand that. And then in the fourth chapter uh, here, we see four beasts. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. Uh, let's look at the... Chapter 4, verse 6, And before the throne there was like a sea of glass, like unto crystal in the midst of the throne. Round about the throne were four beasts, full of eyes before and behind. By the way, you can see this same vision in Ezekiel chapter 10, verse 14. Same exact vision, yep. And, and then in verse 7 of Revelation 4, it says, And the first beast was like a lion, the second beast like a calf. Third beast had a face as a man. And the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. Mm -hmm. Now, these four things, remember, four is the number of earth. That's right. And these four things depict the ministry, the earthly ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. The first beast was like a lion, and we know the lion to be, you know, 
traditionally called the king of beasts. And Jesus is referred to in the book of the Revelation uh, on a couple of occasions and in the Gospels as the lion of the tribe of of Judah. Judah. And it's it's talking about his kingship. And so the first beast was like a lion. Here's Jesus depicted as the king. The second beast was like a calf. Now, the the main bovine in, in the Bible was an oxen. And so this is talking about a young ox. And the oxen was a beast of burden. A beast of burden. And that reminds me that Jesus, he himself, bore our sins in his own body on the tree. And that talks about uh, his uh, his, uh, 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 sacrifice on our behalf. Uh, The third beast had a face of a man, and of course that was talking about Jesus Christ being uh, becoming a human being. John chapter 1, it was the the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. And then later on it says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus said in the Gospel of John, no man has seen the Father at any time, but the Son, He hath declared Him. Right. So this talks about the humanity of God in the Lord Jesus Christ, and he had an earthly ministry of 33 years, from the time of his birth to the time of his death, burial, and resurrection. And the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. We talked about this last night on the phone, remember? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, and it says that, uh, that if you love God, you shall mount up with wings as eagles. You shall run and not be weary. Yep. Uh, I live in central Illinois. In my town, there's a steak and shake drive-in, and it's on the river, uh, the Illinois River. And um, for years, there have been eagles that have nested in the, some of the trees above uh, this drive-in. Uh, it's called Steak and Shake. And up north of us in a town called Chillicothe and a little town next to it now called Rome, there are cliffs. And almost any time uh, of the year, you can see eagles flying. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see an eagle all of a sudden fly and then take a real steep dive into the water and come up with a fish in his beak. <laughs> you see, the eagle is representative of of the uh, authority of the Lord Jesus Christ over the earth. He flies over the earth. He sees everything Mm -hmm. on the earth. Mm -hmm. That's the eagle. Okay, so now we've already talked about the crowns, how you can earn a crown, and that what you're going to do with your crowns, cast it before the feet of Jesus. And, uh, and the reason you do that is because uh, in Revelation 4, uh, there was uh, the, the song that they sang. It said, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Right. 
Now, from this point on, mm-hmm. from this point on, the scene goes back to the earth. That's right. The start of chapter 5, yes. And the things that are going to happen on the earth which have not yet been, have not yet happened. And that, those things will uh, extend for a period of seven years. Mm-hmm. Yes. It'll be called the tribulation. Yes. Okay, so after the rapture and after the judgment seat of Christ and after the Jews return to Israel. Mm-hmm. Because these, this last 70th week is determined upon Israel. That's right. You read that in chapter 9, uh, verse 27 of the book of Daniel. Daniel. Yep, yep. But the Jews have to be back in the land. That's right. Before this happens. That's right. And they're not yet. They're not yet. But the book of Ezekiel, chapters 35 through 39, tell us mm-hmm. about after the rapture, God will renew the Abrahamic covenant with his nation Israel, and they will return to the Abrahamic covenant land, uh, and they will return in droves, and they will return from every nation under heaven. That's right. And so most of these prophecies, while while directed towards the earth, generally, Mm -hmm. uh, also, they're directed to the Jews during the tribulation time, mm-hmm. which is after the rapture, after the judgment seat of Christ, and after the Jews return to Israel. Right. So is this, So now you know the, the time elements and, and the prophetic order of things. Well, let's go to chapter 5. Well, before we go there, let me mention this, that after Revelation chapter 3, the church... Of Jesus Christ is never again mentioned until, until the 22nd chapter yeah. of Revelation, verse 16. Right. Now, why? Because there is no church on the land during the tribulation period after the rapture. That's right. Gone yep. in heaven yep. with Jesus. New bodies. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, let's start with the things that are going to happen on the earth. Now, there are three, um, three times, or three things, uh, that deal with uh, the tribulation thing. There's the seven seals. You know the other sevens? The seven seals, the seven trumpets, the seven vials. That's uh, it. Yep. You got it. That's what you got it. And so that's what we're going to deal with uh, in chapters 5. And then when all of these things have come to pass, then the next prophetic event is the return of Jesus Christ to the earth with his saints in Revelation chapter 19. So now you have a prophetic overview. Now, we're going to talk about the in-between stuff that has not yet occurred, but will. Right. In, In chapter 5... John's still in the spirit, and he said, with verse in verse 1, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written, mm-hmm. within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. Right. So there's got 
to be seven layers of the scroll. Is that correct? I would, I think or, so. Yeah. Or perhaps more, but at least seven. And 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 as each of these seals is broken and the scroll is read, we will learn something uh, progressively new each time. Now, so here's this seven-sealed book, and it's probably a scroll. It might have been written on one of two or three different uh, things. Most people think it's parchment. Mm -hmm. but, the, but scrolls were never written on both sides. Right. This is written on both sides of mm -hmm. the scroll. Yes. Okay, because there's so much in there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. And he said, and John is still speaking, and I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? Right. And then verse 3 says something very huge. And no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look Thereon. That's right, Pastor. And it, would I be correct if I if I asked the question? Well, is this scroll the title deed to the earth? Uh, thanks for getting ahead of me once once again. <laughs> for for our listeners, uh, Curtis A is my son. <laughs> Not by a long he, shot. He has a terrific memory. <laughs> he reads something and, and somehow or another gets embedded in that, in that um, I, I want to say teeny tiny brain, but it's big. <laughs> uh, 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 and he understands these things, and so he, got, so he got a little bit ahead of me. Yes, these scrolls uh, are, are the title deed to the earth. And why can no man open them? Because no man is worthy to have the title deed to the earth. And Jesus only can because God used Jesus Christ to create the heavens and the earth. That's right. It's his already. Absolutely. The problem is, well, let me, let me read to you uh, verse 4. Um, and... Uh, it says, and I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. Well, why did he weep? Why? What was their sorrow? Because maybe he was afraid that no one could open the book. I think what he was weeping about was was uh, because he realized that something was up and that this was going to be the title deed to the earth, and 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 he wept because. The earth is now being ruled by Satan. Yeah. Make no mistake. He is called the prince of the powers of the air in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. He is called the god of this world. Mm -hmm. Make no mistake. He's running the show, okay? Yeah. On earth. On earth only. And only for a limited yeah. time. Yeah, and his time is going to be limited. I mean, seven years uh, from from this event, uh, Jesus is going to come back to earth, and he's going to claim 
his his uh, what he owns. Hallelujah. Now, now the key thing about this um, about this as we go through these seven seals is about redemption. You know, well, wait a minute, Dick. Have, haven't we as believers already been redeemed? Um, our redemption has been purchased. It has. Our sins have been pardoned. They have. But our redemption is not yet perfect. It's not completed yet. That's right. And so anyway, and we'll and we'll talk about this as we go along. So, um, and so he wept. Nobody could open the book. Now, chapter 5, verse 5 says, And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. Mm-hmm. Now, why would he be called the root of David? <laughs> because in Genesis, the last chapter, Genesis 49, we, saw, we see that... Uh, uh, that Judah is going to be is the one out of whom the the, uh, uh, the Messiah would come, and and David was um, a, a son of Judah. That's right. Okay, and so and he was the first king. Now, someone might say, "Well, Saul was king before before David was." Saul was chosen by the people. That's right. David was chosen by God. Yes. Okay, yes. so uh, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. And so we're going to see the things which are going to be hereafter. Buckle up for this one, folks.
Titus chapter 2 verse 11 says the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. That's the work of the Holy Spirit, folks. That's right. And people know, even if they don't have a Bible, even if they don't have a gospel tract, they know there's a God. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth forth the handiwork. Amen. Everybody knows there, and if you're listening today and you're not saved, you know there's a God. Mm -hmm. Even those who say they believe in evolution can't figure out if man came from monkeys, how come there are still monkeys? <laughs> and then they can't figure out why hasn't man evolved into something else? Mm -hmm. You see, creation is absolutely true. And so the, but, but having said that, the Holy Spirit's job was to get the, the word to all the world. By the way, Romans chapter 1, uh, one of my favorite chapters, uh, talks about the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness of men who hold the truth of God in unrighteousness. Right. Now, how in the world could they hold the truth of God in unrighteousness if they didn't already know it? <laughs> exactly. Okay? Yeah. And then it goes on to say, because, uh, uh, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. Mm-hmm. And why? Because God has showed it unto them. Nobody has an excuse to stay unsaved. Right. You know from the heavens, you know that intrinsically you have a God spot in your, in your soul and spirit, and you know there's a God, and you know that's how it happened. And that's where the seven uh, spirits of God come in and they were sent forth unto all the earth all of it and by the way since the since god's eternal and jesus christ is eternal so is the holy spirit now let's get back to verse 7 and he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne and when he that's the one who's going to open the seals had taken the book the four beasts there they are the types of Christ mm -hmm. in his earthly ministry, and the four and twenty elders, the ones that uh, um, represent the twelve tribes of Israel and the twelve apostles, mm -hmm. the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors. Now, can I tell you something? Uh, the vial, the, 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 the uh, uh, the harps and the vials, I, I, probably two or three lessons it would take. But let me just say this. <laughs> what's in the vials? Mm -hmm. It's full of odors. Which are the prayers of saints. The, which are the prayers of the saints. Mm -hmm. Believer, if you go to God with a petition, and you've, and you've confessed your sins, and you believe in Jesus Christ, who's our advocate. And you believe when the Bible says that we're to approach the throne of grace boldly, the book of Hebrews, then you know that your petitions are heard. Right. Now, you say, are some of them not answered? No, they're all answered. Because there's a sense in which God says, not now. Not yet. No. Because 
the right thing. Mm -hmm. But your prayer was still a sweet odor in the nostrils of God. Mm -hmm. That's right. The vials are full of the odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Right. Now, in verse, how we do it on time? I. Uh, we I'm now have about 28 minutes left. See, I'm having so much fun. I'm, I just, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I, I keep forgetting that forget, this is an hour podcast, okay? <laughs> when I was teaching this in my sunroom, uh, uh, how long did we teach this, dear wife, for a year? Yeah, took a year. And we spent two hours every Thursday night. Right. So you know that I, uh, it's going to be hard uh, for an hour at a time, uh, unless we go into uh, unless we go into the tribulation doing this. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says this, and they sung a new song. Now, who's singing the song? The, uh, the four, four the four beasts and the four and twenty elders. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give you something that's going to shock you most people, and that is, we never see any place in the Bible where the angels sang. That's right. And so these, they sung a new song. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and it isn't somewhere over the rainbow. No, you know, no. that's not. No, it's not. No, no. They sung a new, by the way, that was pretty good, wasn't it? Not bad. Okay. Perfect pitch. <laughs> Yes. And Great Britain. Yes, and India. Yes, and 
I don't know, but we don't we don't have enough time in this hour to to okay. to name off every every nation of on the earth. So God took care of it by just saying, <laughs> out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. That's right. That's why I know everybody's got a shot at redemption. Exactly. That's how I know that. That's right. Okay, because God has redeemed people out of every out of every nation. Yes. There's no language uh, in in the earth, according to Psalm 19, where the voice of the Word of God is not heard. That's right. Either through the revelation of the heavens, or or from the Holy Spirit of God, who has taken uh, the gospel unto all the world. Uh, well, now, why do we send missionaries into the world, Curtis? Because there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Our missionaries are taking the name of Jesus. Right. People already know uh, uh, that, that that there's a God and that He died. They know that. It was manifest in them. They just don't know always what to call him. So Jesus, so God will save them anyway because they believe that. Okay. And verse 10, and he has made us unto our God. Oh, dear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you think you can handle this office, Curtis? Well. He has made us into our God, kings and priests. And we shall reign on the earth. Yes. You see the verb tense? Shall. Not yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, are you reigning on the earth? Mm -hmm. Not me. Not I, at this point, no. Not, not me. Uh, because right, right now I'm not worthy. Right. Well, when is this going to happen? Well, let's complete the order of the prophetic events. The rapture of the church, judgment seat of Christ, the tribulation of seven years, the return of Jesus Christ to earth, and the millennial no, reign of Jesus Christ. When he comes back in Revelation 19, he will be the king on the earth. And we that are believers of the church age will reign with him on the earth. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall every confess. Tongue. That Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wow. Well, I tell you what, you're good. I may retire from this. <laughs> not yet, not yet. Okay. Please okay. don't. Okay. And in verse 11, he says, And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beast and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. You want to do the math? That's about 100,000 that we know of and thousands of thousands more. 10,000 times 10,000 is like a million, okay? But oh, yeah, there's, yeah, it is. Thousands, yeah. there's thousands and thousands more. Well, we're, we're not going to know. Yeah, it's innumerable. We're saying, mm -hmm. because in verse 12 it says saying with a loud voice. It didn't say singing. Right. Yeah, the four beasts and the elders sang. Mm -hmm. And they played that, and I think they accompanied them with harps. But anyway, and, the, and the, they were saying with a loud voice, are you ready for this? Verse 12, if, if you're listening, 
You have your King James Version Bible. I think some other versions may say it pretty much the same way. But it says, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive. Now remember our number seven? Mm -hmm. That meant completed things, didn't it? Yep. Okay, so now you are worthy to receive. Let's count them. Power. Power. One. Riches. Two. And wisdom. Three. And strength. Four. And honor. Five. And glory. Six. And blessing. Seven. Another seven. If you understand these things, you can understand the revelation a lot better. And this is the power, the authority, and the worthiness of the Lamb to open up this book that's the title deed to the earth, and it's full of redemption. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Then in verse 13 of chapter 5, and it says, And every creature which is in heaven... You see, there will be creatures in heaven at this time because the rapture has occurred. That's right. The creatures are not just angels. It's it's uh, raptured saints. That's right. Every creature which is in heaven and on the earth. Uh-huh. Oh, dear. Oh, uh-huh. and, and under the earth. Uh-huh. And such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying four things. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's count them. Here they are saying, blessing. One. Honor. Two. Glory. Three. And power. Four. Four things. Because these are the people uh, that are even under the earth and on the earth, okay? Mm-hmm. And so Jesus' earthly ministry, not finished yet. Right. He'll be the king on earth for a thousand years. Amen. And he says, uh, uh, saying, Blessing, honor, and glory, and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb uh, until he comes again? No. <laughs> until the end of the world? No. No. Uh, unto the Lamb forever and ever. That's right. Wow. And the four beasts said, Amen. You ever go to a Baptist church where they say amen a lot? A <laughs> uh, time or two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You remember the old Averyville Baptist Church? I do. Yeah. Everybody knew how to say amen there. Everybody, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they and they said it usually after Pastor Lounsbury uh, hollered a scripture at him. Yeah, well, anyway. They had good yeah. reason to yell amen. There was some good preaching going on there in those days. That's right. There was. It's not being done much anymore. Um And it says, and the four beasts, this is the last verse in chapter 5, and the four beasts said, Amen, and the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. Now let's take that term forever and ever. I've had people ask me, uh, Dick, are we, sometimes they referred to me as pastor, are we in the end times? And my answer always was, yeah, we've been in the end times for over 2,000 years now, and I can prove that by just reading you one verse. That's Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 3. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days. Now, the 
book of Hebrews was written probably before 70 A.D., mm-hmm. meaning that after the birth of Christ, we were in the last days and are in the last days. And First John, I think chapter 2 says, these are the last days. Yep. We're in the last days. In, 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 uh, in the letters to Timothy and Titus, um, uh, the Apostle Paul refers to the last days, and sometimes he calls it the latter days, which is the last of the last days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in the last days, and we will be in the last days for uh, until Jesus comes again, and then after, because Jesus will reign on earth for a thousand years. Now, what happens at the end of the millennium, Curtis? Well, at the end of the millennium, uh, Satan is loosed again uh, from from the pit for a season, temporarily. Yep, temporarily, and yes, and he, and he gets an army together. Yep, right? yep. He he pulls together an army uh, and, and that has no right. future, basically. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, no, I won't use it just exactly how we used to say it. <laughs> okay. But he got his rear end kicked. That's right. And he was sent to hell forever. Forever. That's right. And guess what happens then? Mm. If you'll read Second Peter chapter 2 and 3, mm-hmm. there will be a new heavens. And a new earth. And there will be a new earth. That's right. The F, the, it says the earth will melt, or the elements will melt with a fervent heat. Yep. Bingo. This present earth, Mm -hmm. the millennial earth, will no longer exist Mm -hmm. because there will be a new heavens and a new earth, and they will last forever. That's right. Amen. That's what chapter uh, 5, verse 14 is talking about. Okay. Hey, so, Pastor, let me ask a quick question here without getting sure. into a whole lot of other um, uh, teaching on different subjects. But if the earth is going to last forever and Christ only reigns on it for uh, a thousand years, well, he still retains the, the, the title and deed to the earth, of course. But who, who's living on earth then? Who does it belong to? Uh, who are the inhabitants? Okay. Now, I'm going to give you a clue. All right? <laughs> you, you dirty guy. You, you, <laughs> you made me use, <laughs> you made me use some, some time that I wasn't thinking about using. So let's turn to Second Peter, and I'm turning there in my good old, okay. Let's look at chapter chapter three. Knowing this first, that there will come scoffers in the last days, saying, "Where's promise of his coming?" and so forth. He says, "For this willingly they were ignorant of that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished." Yeah. Noah. That ain't yeah. going to happen. Yeah. That ain't going to happen again. Then verse 7 of chapter 3 of Second Peter. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, mm-hmm. 
by the same word, mm -hmm. are kept in store, reserved unto fire yep. against the, the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Right. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day, and the Lord is yeah. not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, excuse me, count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, we're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens, are you ready, hey. shall pass away. Mm -hmm. with a great noise and the elements shall melt with the fervent heat and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up mm -hmm. now Peter then says seeing then that all these things <laughs> shall be dissolved what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation, conversation and godliness looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, believers, uh -huh. according to his promise, look for new heavens and new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Uh. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found in him in peace without spot and blameless. Mm. blameless. Mm -hmm. So, so, so uh, the, what's happening is uh, we, believers of all ages, will dwell on the new heavens and new earth. Wow. We'll see in, in the new heavens and new earth that there will be a new Jerusalem that comes down from earth. Yeah. And if you look at the size of that of, of that city, it's it's the same it's the same um, <laughs> length, it's the same width, it's the same height, yeah. and it is humongous. Yeah. And it if you take one person for for let's say a uh, 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 twenty by twenty uh, foot space, the thing will still house multiple billions. That's right. And so <laughs> we'll dwell in that new Jerusalem, which will come down to earth. Yes. And by the way, it had dates, and no one outside of the new Jerusalem. That means those who are in the pit in hell forever can come in. Isn't that amazing? That's right. There won't be any sin on the earth. It's going to be reserved in hell forever. Amen. Now, this is all prophecy, and it's all parting of the teaching, a part of the teaching of the book of Revelation. Uh, and we've just given you sort of a how shall I say, a preview of coming events. That's right. And then, and, and so we're going to uh, exposit those things as we go along, and we'll start with the seven-sealed book. Yeah. So let's, uh, how much have I got left? You've got uh, eight minutes left, Pastor. Okay, so we won't get too far into Chapter 6, but, but let's take a lot of uh, heavy breathing because we've kind of run through Chapter 5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. no, no doubt. Okay. Okay, and, and he says, and by the way, the, the Word of God endureth forever. We're going to be studying the Word forever. Yeah. Do you know, Curtis, 
<laughs> the Apostle Paul, who wrote 13 books of the New Testament, said in 1 Corinthians 13, he says, but now we see through a glass darkly. That's right. That's Do right. Do you know? Do you know? And that Peter uh, told uh, told us in in First Peter that the that the Apostle Paul's epistles were written and some things that are hard to be understood. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll have a lot better understanding when we get on the other side okay. of this thing. Amen. Okay. Amen. All right. Uh, excuse me, I have to cough a little bit. <clears throat> I don't have the COVID, <laughs> but I have a cold. But, but I have but I have a cold. So. And so he says in chapter 6, And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, mm-hmm. and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, mm-hmm. and one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. Come and see. Now we're getting into Revelation, aren't we? Oh, we are indeed. And I think we're getting into something that almost everyone on this planet has heard of before, uh, and it's called the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Of the Apocalypse. Yeah, that's these four beasts. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Well, I'll tell you. Let me ask you, are, are you having any fun yet? Uh, well, I sure am. <laughs> okay. I do every time. Every time we go through this, yeah. I, it's great. Yeah. And I saw. Yeah. And behold, a white horse. Yeah. And one of the four horses. That's one of the horses the, uh, that the four horsemen are going to be riding. And, right. I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow. Mm. And a crown was given unto him, and he, mm. he, he went, uh, and it was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and, and to, to conquer. conquer. Yep. Yep. The Lion of the Tribes, it, it, it talks about the, the worldwide conquest mm-hmm. by, uh, by the false Messiah and the Antichrist, uh-huh. uh, and, and he'll be the world ruler. Um, uh, this, is, uh, this is one of the, uh, one of the things that's going to happen to the earth, one of the nasty things, one of the evil things. Yeah, yeah, it is. For a time. Three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Well, actually seven, but but at the end of the first three and a half years, then he'll sit in the temple of God and, and call himself God. That's right. Yep, yep, the dirty rat. Yep. And he went, for, he went forth conquering and the conquered. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. Mm-hmm. And there went out another horse that was red. Mm-hmm. Color of blood. Mm-hmm. And power was given to him that sat there on to take peace from the earth. So you see, these people riding the horses can't be the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. Because Christ doesn't take peace from the earth. He gives peace to the earth. We have five minutes left, and, Pastor. Five minutes. Okay. Okay. And we'll just, get, we'll just do these four horsemen real quickly. Uh, and to, to, to him was given, uh, him that sat there on to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. Mm-hmm. And there was given unto him a great sword. And when he had opened the third seal, 
I heard the third beast say, Come and see, and beheld, and lo, a black horse. Mm -hmm. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see, thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And I'll tell you what, there's going to be great famine. Yep. Yep. Going to be great famine. Yeah. And then he said, and we'll talk about this more. We'll go back to these four horsemen. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was Death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with a sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. Wow. Mm -mm. So, we're... We're there with the, we've, we've done the four seals, and uh, in verse 9, we'll see the fifth seal. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yes, there's going to be great famine, there's going to be great wars, there's going to be a lot of death, there's going to be a lot of bloodshed, and that's coming. And that's, at the, be and that's the beginning uh, of the tribulation. That's only the beginning of it. That's only in the first part, three and a half years. And by, by the way, it's, it, it probably talks about some of the time uh, before this, but the seals are the beginning That's right. of the great tribulation, of the tribulation period, right. which lasts seven years, according to Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. Okay? Right. Right. Wow. Okay. Wow. And with that, and with that we'll, we'll call that a, a day. Yeah. All right? Yes, sir. And... Uh, Boy, Pastor, thank you again. Uh, and uh, well, I can, uh, you know, uh, uh, the things we're going to be talking about in Chapter Six are not exciting; they are terrifying, but only terrifying to those that aren't believers and are left here. And can I just say this? Since you said that, yeah. If you're listening today and you're not sure you're saved, the only way to get to heaven, the only way to be saved, is to receive. Jesus Christ as your Savior. Amen. And the, and the path to hell is only one way. That's right. It's to reject, it's to reject Jesus Christ as Savior. That's We're right. going to give you an opportunity in these last few seconds. Please believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And be saved. Amen. 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 Okay, Pastor. Okay. I think we've got to wrap it up for today. We've got about a minute and a half left. And with that minute and a half, I want to thank you. And I want to thank everybody that's tuning in and listening, uh, those here in, in uh, the United States and, uh, and those also abroad that are, that are really uh, seem to be craving the gospel. Uh, we, we hope and pray that you'll continue to listen in, uh, learn, be edified, be educated, and be saved. Yes. And be saved. That's so. Correct. Please join us again this coming Saturday, this coming Saturday, when we do our next episode and we start on Chapter 6, uh, which we just began. We'll learn more about the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. You don't want to miss it. Tune in with us Saturday, but until then, God bless you and keep you, and we will see you Saturday. Pastor, thank you once again. Thank you. So long for now. All right. See you Saturday. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.